Hello, and welcome to a preachy episode of the Drywall Podcast. With us today, a newcomer to the industry, Jonathan Dansby, out of Fort Worth, Texas, joins us to discuss branching out on his own, and we also discuss his degree in Christian theology, cussing, and maybe getting fired from a preaching job. Um, so fast forward. To, yeah, they fired you. Wrap that up. They they said, you know, I'm, so I'm two minutes in. We have this meeting. They say something's got to change and it's got to change quick. And then they fire me two weeks later because I guess it wasn't quick enough. Um, sure. Okay. Change. So I hadn't Fair even enough. hit my 90 day mark and they nixed Bummer. me. Yeah. So uh, we moved back to the Fort Worth area. We also discuss his employment for a franchise called The Patch Boys, his beginnings doing patches. And we also do a deep dive into Fresco Harmony sales and also how to market Fresco Harmony. My name is Nick Harmon, and I am the host of the Drywall Podcast. And for this month, the month of May, I'm very excited to announce... Our sponsor, TechDry Tools. TechDry Tools is USA designed, manufactured, and assembled in Omaha, Nebraska. Their lock design allows you to choose from three different size blades that fit right in your pocket. Follow TechDry on TikTok for lots of chances to win free swag. And also keep your eye out for new and innovative products coming from Tech Dry as well. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a free Tech Dry tool along with lots of other cool swag, compliments of CSR. You can find just about everything you need that is drywall related at CSR in Toronto or you can go to csrbuilding.com right now though we need to get into this awesome episode the 51st episode of the drywall podcast let's do it we have jonathan dansby yeah jonathan dansby dansby yeah john like like the great more like a z dansby yeah, so pronounce it more like a Z instead of Okay. Yeah. Like the great Dansby. That's right. As, as opposed to the great Gatsby. And then uh out of Fort Worth, Texas. Um uh Jonathan is do you prefer Jonathan or John? Uh Jonathan. Jonathan is a year into the trade, so to speak. He's uh uh how old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty years young. So on the younger side of the spectrum of drywall uh, finishers in the trade. And you called me up. You have been listening to the drywall podcast. Is that true? That's right. Yeah. Um, that That's I, how you found me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm and then you, a... you said you Googled it or, or you were searching in podcast yeah. for like drywall and I popped up. Yeah, yeah. Just got this harebrained idea. Hey, I wonder if there are any decent drywall podcasts on. And interesting. Looked for a drywall podcast. Here's the first one. So it's like, you know, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, hit on it and then we'll try out this kook. From the very 
<laughs> yeah, listen from the very beginning. Uh, cool. I think, I think I'm all caught up. Crazy. Uh, so, and you, uh, um, you, you got, uh, you got sort of hooked. You enjoyed them, I guess. In other yeah, words, I did enjoy cool. them. Um, and something you've uh, said that you've tried to do is something I really appreciated is having uh, younger folks on, older folks on, folks in yeah. the world, uh, trying to get a range of experiences. And I think that's what I really appreciate most about it is yeah. people from all over the place. Um, you know, it's it's funny. You've joked about this before. Um, a uh, uh, rather high number of Canadians uh, coming yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, which I I think is hilarious. Love me some Canadians, man. But it's great because uh, there is that kind of cross pollination. Uh, yeah, yeah. Between regions and um, union, non union. Correct. Um, I didn't even know. Global, so, dude. Yeah. Gl global. Now we just had Gary from Australia, and uh, I'm gonna have a um, a guy on from uh, England next. Okay. And then we had Pia. Pia is originally from, he's in Canada, but he's originally from uh, Brazil, yeah. you know? So I really want to start like, you know, just all over the globe, no borders. There's no borders on the drywall podcast. That's for sure. Yeah, no. And that's what I think I, I like most about it. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that um, Jonathan piqued my interest was because, you were calling sort of inquiring about branching out on your own. Maybe you were inspired by the podcast. Maybe you're like, I don't want to work for these people. Maybe you're kind of hearing what some of the other, uh, um, interviewees on the podcast were, uh, were talking about. Um, and you were inspired and you're like, Hey, I can do that. I've got, I've got, some skills around drywall finishing it's primarily finishing or hanging um so really my skill set is patching that's kind okay of the the niche uh that i've been in for the last year um uh you know i and i i yeah i think you're right um part of my interest in um reaching out to you was this sort of all these things that come together, uh, listening to the podcast uh, for a couple months now, wanting to try to step out and do more things on my own. Yeah. Um, because I did see that there was, you know, you can, I'm just doing the numbers. And if yeah. you work hourly, um, you're, you're pretty capped. Yes. On, on what you can earn. Uh, so your, your earning potential is capped, but, uh, but, but you have, learning. you have security though. There's, Absolutely. there, there is advantages to working hourly. And also even in the union, you've got right. benefits and security. They set the standard and they pay really well. So there's, yeah. there's definitely different, uh, schools of thought. And I don't even know if there's a union in my area. Maybe there is. Uh, I don't know. If... I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard about it. Um, I think the wages like Albuquerque, the wages are pretty suppressed where you're at. That's what I've heard. It's yeah. like no, yeah, dry, drywallers are getting beat up over there. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the thing for me when I'm, I'm looking at the numbers is, okay, if you, 
the more people you insert into the the equation of people who are getting paid the you know the more you have to chop it up and and divide it up um yeah so if i if i'm getting rid of the middlemen um you know you can go straight to the homeowner yeah um, or the contractor sometimes even with contractors um th this guy that i've been working with uh these last few weeks on this uh remodel that he's um contracting uh it's a small crew so it's him um he's you know hands deep uh and two okay. other guys uh and then me um it's a funny story how we met but um even with him um you know he he recognizes that there is a lot of value to my skills as a drywaller um even for yeah. matching sure um and he was really pleased with um the stuff that i've already done for for the remodel there's still more to do um but he was he's really pleased with that good and um so he sees the value in it but at the same time i'm not exactly sure um to what extent there is a yeah you know, he he wants um and i think other contractors might be this way for for guys that they they really like uh that have a, a great skill set they want to add to their team um or that they just like working with yeah they want they kind of want them to be theirs well and you show up you don't look like an idiot you're wearing a collared shirt right now i mean that that has value too it's hard to find people right now that just will show up and like do put in an honest day right that's va that's valuable you know yeah and just earlier today this this morning i i did um really my first estimate as like my business okay um, so and i maybe i was the first one to show up i don't want to i don't want to skip i don't want to skip too far ahead um so i'm going to i'm going to make a little note here uh first possible first job Oh yeah, I mean he's already agreed to. I mean verbally, uh, okay, to to uh, let me come work on on this pack. Well, now careful, careful with that. The, I don't, I don't count any chickens until the check. Not only has the check hit the bank, but it has to clear. Cleared. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So when the check clears, you got the job. Um, right. <laughs> that's just my gauge. Um, hey, so if you don't so get you. Paid, yeah, if you don't get paid, what are we, what are you doing? What are you doing? So you uh you let's back up. You're a college yeah. graduate, correct? So you is that right? And masters, yeah. So okay, I, and what yeah. so what'd you get your masters in? Uh so my my bachelor's and masters are both in uh theology, Christian theology. Christian theology. Yeah. Why Christian theology? You're you're into religion? Uh, I, yeah, you could say that I am into religion. Um, uh, I mean, what did, did you aspire to be like, uh, uh, is it, I want to say preacher? Um, partially, uh, I, you know, I, I won't, uh, make a short story long. Um, but, uh, I, I wasn't entirely sure that I wanted to do preaching. Um, yeah. but I, I do like teaching. 
Um, I like being articulate. Okay. I, um, because I want to be understood and I want other people to, to gain value from what I have to offer. Absolutely. Um, so now, wait, let me stop. Let me stop you really quick. Is cussing, do you get offended by cussing? Because I don't have to cuss. Sometimes I cuss. It's my natural form of talking, but I'll play off of like the other person too. The more somebody else yeah. cusses, the more I cuss. It doesn't matter though. Like I can, I can shut it off. How are you around that? And speak freely. How are you around that? Do you get like offended or do you prefer to people don't, don't cuss? You don't I, cuss. I, I don't get a, well, I don't get offended. You don't get offended. Um, do you cuss? Uh, yes. Yes. You do. do. Okay. Do. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so your episode will be called the cussing preacher. Uh, okay. Uh, just call it that's the cussing fine. preacher. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can add a, add a tagline for that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so, so you don't get offended, but you're, you're not so far down the rabbit hole. Um, cause I went to a, I don't know if you know this. I went to a, uh, conservative Christian college in Newburgh, Oregon, very much not like what you would consider the quintessential Christian or anything like that. But we did take literature, the Old Testament, the New Testament. Okay. I had to go to chapel twice a week. I mostly went for soccer. Yeah, Needless I remember to... you talking about soccer. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know it was a, a, yeah. a Christian college. Yeah, it was a Christian college, like fun, founded by the Quakers, like back in the day. But I was very, I was not, I was not a, uh, I was not of that jib, you yeah, know. Um, definitely not a Quaker. No, no, you know, I would fall under the like spiritual, not religious category if you were to put me into a category, but I'm very interested in many religions and I'm interested in the re the religion conversation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, for what it's, for what it's worth, you know, Yeah. but we've had some religious people on the show. And, uh, I liked, I like for you, for people that are religious to feel comfortable and to speak freely, like, you know, the, the you won't get any judgment here. Okay. We'll and even, here. even if you're an atheist, like, I don't give a shit, you know, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, just, for me, as long as it's not, um, uh, just profuse and unnecessary. Yeah. I, I think timing is everything. Oh yeah. Um, so as, as long as swearing is, you know, situationally appropriate yeah. or it's, you know, it's part of a kind of cultural colloquium or a, a kind of colloquial way. Yeah, of speaking, I agree. Then I, I, I can, I can tolerate that. And I it's do like, job, like music I do job site all the time. Yeah. Like music. Sometimes I like try to throw in a cuss word. Sometimes it works in certain music. Like it'll work. Uh, you throw in a damn or a fuck or something and it'll work. But then sometimes you can tell like, oh, they're just trying to throw in a cuss word there and it doesn't really work. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you smash your hand or your yeah. foot or your shin or yeah. you fall off your stilts or which I've done. So I, I got stilts a couple of weeks ago and I fell the first day, uh, but okay, I was, I was doing pretty well um, after that. But I, I smashed my shin and it's still, still, you got the scab and the hump on the shin, you know, the knot. Okay. So let's start. Sorry. I interrupted. Um, oh, I interrupted. Great. It's fascinating. The, the, so you, you not only have bachelor but masters in, uh, re, uh, theology, religious, religious religion, 
So you're 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 an expert. You're an expert. It, now, with the Christian Christian studies, do they focus more on one sort of aspect of religion, or do you do you get into a lot of different religions in that so really field depends. of study? Yeah, it really depends. So if you if you go specifically to um, uh, a university for all right, there's a couple of different programs. Sure. Um, that you can that you can do. So I'll try and kind of sum them up. Um, there are universities that just have like a religion department. And, yeah. And um, a lot of those are probably going to be uh, what would be in quote secular, a secular university that they're okay. they're historically not tied to any denomination or religion or anything like that. But they have a department that um, it, a lot of them are tied into like religion and philosophy. So yeah, kind of lump those kinds of programs together. Um, and so that way you can do, um, uh, you'll have a lot of offerings in world religions um, and uh, various streams of philosophy. Yeah. Um, and then you'll have your Christian universities that are uh, okay. ex explicitly that's what George George Fox George Fox was a Christian university. It was like specific. Right. Right. They had a good soccer program, but uh, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole of the. You know, we'll we'll try to steer it back toward drywall. But you, so you graduated. You're an expert in religion. You're like, eh, I don't really want to do anything with my education. I mean, it, you, uh, you, I really. get actually. You, I got. I, I had took it. I take um, took. I had taken. I had taken. A yeah. job at a small church. Okay. In a little place called San Angelo, Texas. Okay. And um pretty sure none of them are gonna be listening to this. So I mean I'm not gonna speak disparagingly. I'm gonna email it to him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh but uh they had hired me. Um because you, you're at this point you're a heathen. If you're getting into the drywall trade, you're just automatically oh, yeah, heathen. total pagan. Did you listen to the Daniel Osborne uh, episode? Yeah, I think it's like yeah. three. He's very pretty, he's pretty lively. Yeah, he's a Christian guy. He's he's yeah. a yeah he's like you know he's a, but he's like great. You know we had swear a fun jar. yeah yeah we had a swear jar yeah exactly. So so go ahead. So you have this. Uh, you got a job with a church. Yeah, I had a job with a church. Um, that was twenty twenty. Okay. Um, so it is in the middle of the pandemic, but since it's, you know, it's the middle of Texas, uh, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Pretty liberal over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, the exact opposite. Um, so pretty, pretty quickly they had uh, opened up services again. Um, you know, people were wearing masks and stuff, uh, which I was fine with. That's, uh, it's not a problem. You can do what you want. Sure, sure. And we were, I was two months in and um, they had the second elders meeting that we had. Okay. Um, it's a small church, so there's only like three elders and me. Um, yeah. And uh, they had come at me pretty hard with stuff that they complaints that they were hearing um, Ooh, i like this i like where this is going uh well at the time i didn't 
No, um, <laughs> of so, course uh, you didn't. <laughs> they they came at me pretty hard, and um, what what were the complaints? Said, what did they say? What were you doing, dude? You're running okay. amok. You're running amok over at the church. I, I was running amok. Um, this, these kids are graduating the college. They're coming in here trying to run everything. Tell us what to do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff like that. Um, want want to I, bring the internet and like no, Instagram not pages? Not that far. No, they were already <laughs> on Facebook, so it's okay. It's not a a big step for them. Um, okay. But, um, you know, one of the things, uh, really, the one that. I, I knew it would be a struggle for, for a while for me to kind of grow out of, cause this was my first preaching job. This was my first kind of full-time yeah. big boy, big boy job. Cause I had, yeah. been, had done my bachelor's and then okay. three years in my master's. How many years altogether in college? Seven? Um, eight. Okay. Yeah. So I had, I had spent eight years. Um, I call that a shitload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was. <laughs> compared to my year and a half i was like i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go start drywalling screw this <laughs> no i mean i really like school um yeah and, and that's probably the thing that really kind of made them wonder whether i was actually a good fit sure them. i mean i had come and i had preached uh for them i had spoken with them uh, okay in person so okay it's not like they they didn't know what they were getting Sure. Really? So, uh, so maybe some of the, maybe some of the criticism came when you started to preach and it was the content that you were, you were preaching about? Perhaps some of the content, but sure. um, also the level. Um, I was probably, I, I say probably more than likely, definitely a little yeah. too academic. Um, Cause I, I really like um, academic Kind of high level academic. did they question your interpretation of scripture um they might have i don't they might have coming up as a as a serious issue most of it was um most of it was connected to my level of presentation is too high highbrow um, interesting they so they were diplomatic when they came to you but they were like eh, no they listen were not diplomatic they came at me really hard what the hell yeah it's it was pretty rough um, hey you know what jonathan they'll get judged later they'll get judged for it they're, they will the bit, and i'll get the, judged for you know the big guys watching <laughs> no it's true and and that's the thing that i had to remember. I was like, okay this... however how you want to look at it <laughs> I can't say I can either confirm nor deny that it is a she. Uh, uh, I I I'm I, you know I'm sort of funny about that. I listen to a lot of Eckhart Tolle. I'm really esoteric okay. when it comes to like spirituality. I love Wayne Dyer, uh, Marianne Williamson. I'm a big fan. You know she wrote Return to Love. There's a you know a lot of spiritual sort of stuff. I'm a big fan of a lot of Buddhist practices and also the teachings of Jesus. Like there's a lot to be gleaned from that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think Definitely. it's just like the podcast, man, take what you need, leave the rest, you know? Um, yeah. So fast they forward, to, yeah, they fired you. Wrap that up. They, they said, you know, I'm two minutes in, we have this meeting. They say something's got to change and it's got to change quick. And then they fire me two weeks later because I guess it wasn't quick enough. Um, sure. 
okay change so i hadn't Fair even enough. hit my 90 day mark and they nixed bummer me. yeah so uh we moved back to the fort worth area and wait you say we are you married i am married married with three kids beautiful uh, yeah um so uh we moved back to the fort worth area and um shortly thereafter you know kind of jumped around uh different jobs and then yeah uh, uh some family friends of my wife's on my wife's side they um they had they had started this um uh franchise with the patch boys and so i got started on with them they and, started uh, the franchise or did they buy into the no, franchise they, bought, they had bought into the franchise they okay been for a few years okay and um uh, and it's called the Patch Boys, and this franchise is based on drywall patching primarily. Yeah, that's the understanding I have. Uh, that's fascinating. Kind of. Uh, I need to look up these Patch niche. Boys. Yeah, and it just since it is a franchise, you know, you can buy in it anywhere. Uh, no, I want to know who started. I want to know who started the Patch Boys. Yeah, it's a great name. I'll, it's good. Great and work. and also, I mean, as you've heard, a lot of the drywall podcasts pertain to even my own guy is like, you know, hey, Nick, you better pay me well. And, you know, I'm going to be a prima donna and do my own thing because I can go make better money doing patches, you know, and I'm like, he gets to do Fresco Harmony all day. You know, he's got it pretty good. But yeah, it's hard to compete with, you know, uh, a $400 patch it takes, you know, four to six hours, you know, if you do it properly you know, a couple over a couple of days, um, there's good money there. If you can find the work. That's right. And I think, um, uh, for me, I don't mind, uh, one, let me back up. One of the reasons I, I don't mind working with this, uh, contractor, um, uh, that I talked about a little bit ago, um, and some kind of tying together something you had mentioned, in doing a larger scale remodel, uh, there's a, a lot of stability. You kind of know where the work is, um, and there, you know, you can you can depend on going to the same place pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. um, with patches, it is not that way. Mm -mm. You're going to a new place every single day, uh, and if you have to return the next day, you know, maybe you're there two days to patch and then maybe a couple yeah. days later to paint it if that's in the contract, you know, whatever you sure. agree to. Um, so that was one of the things that I had that kind of wore me out with the patch boys is just constantly going to random places. So you were working with a, you were working with a couple that had bought into this franchise. Was it a couple like a husband and wife team? Um, Kind of. I mean, the the wife did um, some of the some of the administrative stuff, but I was yeah. really working with um, the husband. Was it just you and the husband? No, no. So there was there was a little team of you guys. Yeah. So his son was on the on the crew. Okay. Um, and then um, two other guys were uh, pretty steady. Ten ninety nine work for him. Okay. And so uh, I had been on with them for a year he asked and me 10 1099 that was like were you getting hourly or were they paying you by the patch uh so that's the thing so w2, oh yeah w2 i was hourly 
but then even when I went 1099, um, it was still hourly. Interesting. So, and, and that's the thing with, you know, sometimes, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not faulting him for this. I really appreciate the guy. Um, sure. You know, he, he spent probably lost money, definitely lost money the first six months I was on because I'm just learning. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the whole uh, onboarding apprentice. So this is where you cut your teeth with uh, drywall was this, this patch crew. Great place to start, by the way. I mean, there's different schools yeah. of thought around that too. I was in the union, you know, I learned like down and dirty um, you know, commercial drywall, like crazy. But um, uh, that patch stuff, that's a fantastic place to start. So uh, that, th so the business model, I guess I would, I would have to venture to say, didn't really work out for you because you weren't making enough. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, something, you know, kind of going back to, you know, earning potential at an hourly wage, even if you, bang out two jobs a day you know they're they're smaller patches you know 12 by 12 you know one here and then you drive 30 minutes and bang out another one what's your hourly rate with the patch guys starting out so starting out last year i would think it was when i first came on was 18 an hour okay and now i'm up to 27 that's not bad no, it's not. And it was, it was pretty incremental, you know, every, uh, month, two months, you know, a dollar, two dollars. Okay. So over, over the span, I mean, I know, and this is one of the things that I, that I really appreciate about, um, uh, this, this fellow who owns the, this local patch boys franchise, he, he appreciates loyalty. Okay and is willing to to work with his well i say employees uh to work with his crew to to work something out you know sure and um but even <clears throat> you know i realized even as a 1099 with him i was still getting treated and he was still expecting me to work like a w2 okay um, which again, I can't fault him for, uh, you know, he's, he's got a margin to, to me, he's got jobs that he's scheduling out that he's estimating and, um, but maybe you're uh, looking at like this 1099 is like, well, why, why don't I, freedom? why don't I just start my own gig? If I'm working 1099, and I'm doing these patches instead of right. making, you know, six hours at $27 an hour. And having to pay my own tax and do my own administrative work, well, now you're just running your own business. Yeah, and that's kind of did he make you? Did he make you buy your own insurance? Uh, no. I mean, there was tons of perks that he, um, you know, as a whether 1099 or W two working with the company were covered under his business insurance. Okay, which is great. Um, I really appreciate that about him. He so even, what was what was the segue from from that to the uh, the remodel, or is that the same same okay, deal? So, no, not the same deal. So a few months ago, I start looking for a trailer. I think I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, 
if I am going to start doing more stuff on my own, if I am going to take on patches, you know, I need some kind of mobile storage supplies unit that I can haul around to a job site. And if I need, if I need more drywall or I need a different gauge, you know, if I need um, five eighths instead of half inch, or I need three eighths or a quarter inch, then I've got that in the trailer and I don't have to make a Home Depot run. Because that was one of the things that Smart. frustrated me was, um, and it's, it's just part of running a crew of four guys that are all at different locations is he would come and bring, uh, with, with the patch boys, he, the, the boss would come and bring materials and, you know, right early in the morning, the first thing, you know, just looking at it, you know, I have an idea of what I need, or I'm low on this for what I've got in my, in my truck, um, tape, screws, um, caulking sponges, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then, um, you know, once you actually cut into the wall, it's like all bets are off. You don't know, you really don't know what you're getting into and, until you cut it open or you start actually trying to put stuff up. Yeah. After you've done patches for a little while, you have a better idea, <clears throat> you know, of what it's going to entail. Right. Um, but you know, some of these houses, these older houses in Fort Worth, um, they're, a lot of them are in the historic district. They're protected. Uh, okay. so they, they can't be, uh, significantly remodeled unless you're given specific permission, uh, because it's a historic site. So they're, okay. they're wanting to protect these, uh, these homes in these areas because they are old homes. They're old Fort Worth homes. Yeah. Um, kind of a classic, um, uh, craftsman style kind of home. Okay. And so a lot of them have plaster. Um, but the sheetrock that might be up there, you know, it could be quarter inch. It could be three eighths inch. Hardly any of it is half inch. Yeah. And plaster so, repair too. It's good to have those different sizes because sometimes the patch will be, you know, especially if it's plaster, right. you know, you don't uh, know we deal, we deal with that in Albuquerque, the old like Adobe and stuff, you know, you don't know how thick it's going to be. You want to get that, you want to get that level as close as possible. You don't want it too humped out, you know, right. it's harder to disguise the patch. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've run into situations before where I'm basically hamstrung for a couple of hours cause I can't do anything cause I don't have this or that material. Mm. Um, or we get to a certain point and, and you know, well, I can't do any more because I don't have this or that. So I'm curious about this Patch Boys uh, franchise. Like, what are they selling? Just the name, and then also, do you, are you do you know how much they paid for that franchise? It's like a logo. It's like a logo and a name. Yeah, logo name. You're you're basically paying for the reputation. That what the hell? And, and they, do they have like a booklet and a model that you're supposed to go by like McDonald's? Like, okay, you got to wear a patch boys shirt when you're on the job. You got to like, yeah. So we put the logo on your truck. Uh, we, we didn't go to the, the logo on the truck, uh, yeah. stage, but we all wore, we were expected to wear a yeah. patch boys logoed shirt. Um, they do a drug. Yeah. Do they do drug testing? Uh, no, because none of us are strung out. Uh, we're all pretty 
pretty reliable. Well, that doesn't so, matter. It's true. I mean, it's true. I've, I mean, it's speaking for only for myself. Sure. You know, um, I've, I've never showed up to the job hungover. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, drywallers tend to be derelicts. If you're, if you're doing like a franchise type or, you know, that type of model, then that model would require drug testing because you don't want derelicts working with, you know, that are on drugs or whatever. Um, it, I would, I that that, that, that's required. what makes me curious. You know, if you didn't have to take a drug test and it wasn't required. Yeah. I mean, there, there's one guy he's, uh, he's been in trouble, um, you know, in and out of jail a couple of times. Okay. Um, but he's got, he's got kids. And so after a certain point, you know, he's, wait, you're talking about a real drywaller now. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, uh, this guy, he's actually worked in, um, pretty much every single trade. Okay. Um, he's he's been a carpenter. Um uh he did custom bathrooms for a long time. Uh okay. he worked I say for a long time. He's only like 35. Yeah. Uh, 38. It's okay. But he's, you know, 4 or 5 years in each of those. Yeah. Uh, he spent 4 or 5 years in the oil fields. Um, Neat. So I mean, he's he's got tons of trades experience and that's sure. one of the reasons why um the patch boys likes to this one anyway likes to keep him on um because you know he he got to a point where he he wised up you know he wasn't in trouble he he really is uh you know trying to make everything work for his family because he's got kids. yeah yeah and yeah that so that changes he, when you have when you have children yeah um so he uh, he does a lot of um, kind of specialty stuff with the okay. Patch Boys. Um, All right. Uh, remodels. Um, smaller. They're they're usually smaller, like a bathroom. Okay. Um, so we've we've done several of those. Um, let's go back to the uh, let's go back to this transition between the yeah. the remodel and the Patch Boys. So I guess you're get you're getting to a precipice where you need to jump over or leave the patch boys. Yeah. And, and instead of like it looking like, Oh, I'm going to be branching out on my own. It's looking like, Oh, now I'm working for some other asshole, like doing remodel shit when I'd rather be doing like patchwork for myself. Correct. Um, all except for the asshole part. I he's re- a nice guy. Really, he's a great guy. Yeah. It's, Good. it's actually okay. funny. He's a, he's a former pastor as well. So he, Huh. Um, is really, He's, really sure. a weird story. Um, so I was looking for a trailer, yeah. um, and I found this one. Um, you could be called like the sons of God remodeling or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you guys had a lot in common because of your background in religion and right, he's right. like, he's a pastor guy, but he's like, yeah, there ain't no money in church. I'm going to go do remodels. Um, right. you know, and I enjoy doing that type of work and yeah, you fall, like you fall in with him. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And, um, so I, I buy this trailer off of him and, um, so that's how we meet. Um, what's and- the size of the trailer and how much did you get it for? Is it enclosed? It is enclosed. That was nice. you know, one of the things I was looking for. I wanted it enclosed, um, to basically be a rolling storage unit. 
Yeah, I just got an enclosed trailer. That's why I'm asking. It's like a five by seven, fifteen hundred bucks. I got a real good deal on it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, five by ten. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, six foot tall. So dual dual axle. Stand up pretty good. No, just one. That's okay. Yeah. So I can. I I wanted to be able to comfortably fit uh, several sheets of sheetrock. Yeah. Um. You know, hang up my my. Uh, drywall sander, my stilts. Um, That's smart, dude. Getting a trailer is smart. That's what I thought. That's uh, really like a really smart thing. I mean, it's, I'm 47. I finally got a trailer. Like a lot, you know. Yeah. Daniel Osborne, he's got a trailer. Puts his logo on it. You know, yeah, you if you're smart, miles away. You can see it three miles away. If you're smart, you get a trailer. Um, you know, I guess I never needed one for Fresco. We don't. I don't carry around that much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're handy for all kinds of stuff, but yeah. for getting going like with your own business and maybe you want to eventually do your own patch business, you get a trailer. That's just a smart move out of the gate. Yeah. That's, and that's kind of where I was going is, you know, if I, even if I am working by myself for a long time and, you know, I know that I'm going to a patch or some kind of, you know, smaller remodel, they need you know, five sheets hung. Well, I, I can't carry five sheets in my pickup because I have all my gear in there already. Yeah. And it's only, six you didn't want to go. Sometimes they do racks. Yeah. You didn't want, you didn't want to go that route. I had a rack on my really. truck for a little while. I didn't like it. It's heavy mm-hmm. and I, I just never used it. Okay. I have a, a flat top bed cover. Um, okay. So it's, um, it's pretty inconspicuous. Uh, just rolling down, you know, I don't have a camper on the back. It's just a, a okay. flat top cover. Uh, but I built out a platform so I can slide in a, a telescoping ladder, uh, like a gorilla ladder, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, it goes up to 18 feet. Yeah. I can have three work platforms in there. I can yep. pull it out. You know, I've got a, <clears throat> a slide. I've got my compressor, my vacuum. Do you have a telescoping pl- plank? No, but that's something I would keep in the trailer, you know? Yeah. Um, so get yourself one of those, the bigger stuff, you know, all that can go in the trailer. So if it is a bigger job where I need a platform that I can extend across, you know, 12 feet or something. Yeah. Then that just, that lives in the trailer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's kind of what I was thinking about, you know, keep your truck as inconspicuous as possible. Um, why are you so worried about keeping your truck inconspicuous for thievery? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. yeah pretty common, um, around here. I mean, even for trailers, um, I've got, I've got four different locks on the trailer. Uh, okay. And even that, I'm not sure. Do you have a wheel? Do you have a wheel lock? Not yet. Uh, People have been telling me to get a wheel lock. Those hitch locks. They'll take it. Um, yeah. Get a wheel. I've heard that from multiple people. Albuquerque sketch too. Um, yeah. I, you know what I did with my Dewalt. Someone busted the back window of my Tacoma out and took my Dewalt. It was in a Dewalt bag. I just have a drill, like a hand drill. Um, I love it. It's a great drill. Um, the next time though, instead of keeping it in the Dewalt bag, I bought this really cheesy bag and I put dust all over it and I spray painted on it. <laughs> That's what I keep yeah. my Dewalt. <laughs> Nobody touches it. Yeah. 
like no, you know or get like a ryobi get like a ryobi bag like they won't steal those yeah. um <laughs> but you could do the same thing with a trailer like you could put like on the back of the trailer you could put like moving or maybe not moving service but you could put something that throws them off like like funeral home nobody's gonna steal stuff out of That's a funeral hilarious. or That's like funny. you could put you know like just disguise it so that people don't yeah. know you're a contractor no that's great i don't it just that yeah, i so just thought i just thought of that that's brilliant actually <laughs> what is yeah. it uh, blind, jonathan's not every now and then Jonathan's uh Jonathan's funeral service. Yeah, put that on. Nobody's gonna be touching that thing. Or or like a church. You could put a church name on the outside of it, advertise a church. Nobody's Those gonna steal robbed. from Those get robbed they do. All the time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of Bibles. times they just they just live in the parking lot of the uh, church. They just want the trailer. Yeah, it's the trailer. So unless it's unless it's you know tied down and locked down every which way it's probably going to get pilfered okay so now we're getting to the present where jonathan is like i got my trailer um i've been through sort of the gamut we didn't spend too much time on the remodel uh the, the remodel guy aside from he's a nice guy uh yeah, and he's he's cool with, with him. he's cool with you sort of i think we talked about this on the phone he's cool with you going away maybe trying to start your own thing and working for him at the same time like he's like just you know whatever you need to do i'll be here to support you start throwing your hat in the ring as a patch master uh do you have a name is it going to be patch master no that would be pretty dope though um i did i did think about that uh, someone probably already has it and they probably already have oh yeah name, so yeah i have to look that up patchmaster.com uh, yeah so the the name i've settled on it's pretty easy dansby yeah. drywall solutions what is it um, dansby's D dansby's solutions dds yeah there's another dds that i interviewed oh really i can't think of what it is but th but then yeah daniel osborne's is drr okay uh-huh and then he's got the uh he's got the i'll get it really quick he sent me a Yeti one time. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like it. See, it's got the little little drywall blade. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's good with that stuff. I, I'm a fan of logos and things like that. <clears throat> logos and marketing. Yeah, um, so here's, this is the way, the only way I could fit it on a mug was to have the the logo underneath. See, you got to go to just the acronym, just the DDS. See, I thought about that, but then they're like, you know, what the hell is DDS? What does DDS stand for? Yeah. I guess, and then you you know, can explain it or whatnot, but. Sure, sure. Yeah. So Jonathan calls up Nick from the Drywall Podcast. He's like, hey, or I think, did you message me on uh, Instagram? No, I sent an email. Old email school. old school yeah it's an info at fresco harmony so also by the way if you're out there and you do want to get a hold of me info at frescoharmony.com that's a great way i check that email all the time i'd love to hear from you if you have questions if you'd like to be on the drywall podcast just like jonathan um you didn't necessarily want to be on the drywall podcast but i was like oh this is an interesting story and i'm curious about the questions that one might have if they're going, if they're wanting to branch out on their own, 
-hmm. and how, you know, I could possibly be of help to you. So, I mean, we could start there, um, you know, kind of where the, where our phone call actually started was, uh, you, you calling and wanting some advice or information or whatever. So shoot, man. Yeah. Can you give me just one second? I left my, my question list in another room. I like it. A question list topics, topics for branching out on your own. Not that I am an expert, but, uh, you know, um, I will do my best. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I was interested in, um, you know, if, okay. So I'm thinking about trying to get out on my own. Um, in some genuine respects, patch guys, handymen are a dime a dozen. Um, so I'm trying to think through what I could offer that would be unique, that would put me in a niche, um, uh, some kind of specialty offering. And when I was thinking through is, okay, let's, let's focus on um, quality work and professional service. Be as okay. professional as you can possibly be. Do as good a work as you possibly can. Yeah. And and that'll pay for itself. Show up when you say you're gonna show up. That's a that's a huge one. Those are all good, those are all good ethical values to have going in. That's not necessarily gonna get you work. Um, when I went, when I started out, it was about like, I had no clue how to get the work, but I wasn't just doing patching. I was just doing fresco harmony. So that was a different model. And I mean, I was like, oh, I can go make your walls look awesome. Like nobody's doing that. Right. And that's when I first started listening to the, your, the podcast the more I kept hearing about Fresco Harmony because I had never heard of it until three weeks ago or four weeks ago, whenever I started listening to the podcast. Yeah. And so I'm I'm thinking about it and it's like, you know, I, I think I could do that. Of course. So so one of the things that I think, um, kind of prompted me to get in touch with you was, um, you know, starting your own business, getting going. Yeah. And then specifically for me, Fresco Harmony or something like it, sure, um, could could really be uh, my specialty offering. For absolutely, and it it doesn't have to be just Fresco Harmony. I mean, Fresco Harmony is a good gateway drug to doing specialty wall finishes. Um, it's affordable and fast. You can learn it quickly. You don't have to sell the farm. You don't have to go to some expensive training. You can just mm-hmm. get a free uh, sample pack of Fresco Harmony, make a sample, and then go from there. And I walk people down that path of sales. I just had a sales phone call this morning prior to this podcast with Curtis Fowl. Um, oh, yeah. And we were just talking about that. We were just talking about He's made some samples. He's all jazzed about it. He likes it. He wants to go get some colors from CSR, um, you know, and the whole conversation was like sales, like, okay, you know, do I, do I burnish it? Do I do this? Do I do that? And, you know, cause without sales, um, what good is it? 
Th that said, I do have other people like Chad Hesher who started out doing fresco harmony, but now they do all these other beautiful plaster techniques. And that's good too. I don't do other plaster techniques because I'm biased to fresco harmony and that's just what I sell. Right. But I think it's, I think even with plaster, the plaster people that are listening, like do fresco harmony, offer this, here's $2 for fresco harmony. Here's $4 for, um, marmorino. Here's $6 for traditional, uh, red top plaster, uh, you know, whatever, however you want to structure it, mm -hmm. uh, you can offer different things. Chad's doing this stuff called Portillo. You know, and he's like, he's not adverse. He's not resistant to doing like Tadillac. And I've learned about all these new, you know, possibilities with wall finishes and things like that. I don't have the bandwidth to try everything because I think with each new system, you're going to go down a rabbit hole of learning that oh, yeah. system, you know, and, and there's the inherent challenges. Whereas I think Fresco Harmony squeezes that, that learning curve down very quickly because you can just go over your existing textured surface you guys have texture in fort worth you know i mean yeah, just right. just smoothing out walls like like here in albuquerque just smoothing out walls you know like let's say i go into a job and i'm doing a patch and this came up with curtis this morning and it's like okay i've got this giant patch or water damage the whole lower section of this house is like screwed not so so you have to fix that patch you have to blend the texture and you have to paint you're not just going to paint the lower wall you got to repaint the whole room to make it look as you said you want to be professional you want it to look as good as possible so you got to go corner to corner you have to paint the whole room well now instead of painting the whole room hey for two thousand extra you could do fresco harmony and you don't have to paint yeah exactly so that's that's just a different sales possibility and it gives you something extra to add on as a caveat. You got to be selling it though. You got to have four samples in your truck. You got to have color charts and you know there's a process. You would start by sure. getting a sample pack, doing a wall in your house and then going from there. Making a sample, ordering four different colors or whatever, making four different samples and then going from there. Yep. But uh, absolutely a unique sales dynamic that you could add on to a drywall patching model. But I think the drywall patching model by itself is fantastic. You know, yeah. specifically, you all you need is work. You've got a name, maybe you have insurance and you've got your business license. You have all the things that you need to run a business. You just need the work. And so then the question becomes, okay, some people find it very easily. They have, they're easy, they're good at networking. They can get jobs easily. I talked to Sean Ramsden up in Canada. He was just able to get work. Some dudes are like that. If you're like me, it was more of a challenge. I didn't know anybody in Albuquerque. And um, so I had to go through these various channels to find work, especially with Fresco Harmony. And a couple of those channels are, and I've heard this before, someone say, dude, go call the plumbers, call the, all the plumbers in your area and tell them you're a patch guy. Plumbers are always cutting holes into walls, yeah, you know, electricians. Yeah. yeah. Like I would go, That's go, go into Google and call all those guys and be like, Hey, 
I am the newest best patch person in the Fort Worth area. I have references. Here's a couple of pictures of my work. Man, if you ever need a affordable, awesome patch guy that shows up, and because you that makes them look good. That makes right. the, the the plumber look good. They don't want to deal with a drywall patch. They'll throw it to you. You've got sort of a price structure, you know, a size structure. Okay, minimum $200, you know, have have and you can have the plumber just farm you out, you know. Um, another thing is home shows. I, I'm a big believer, a proponent of uh, home shows. So what we're talking about is sales and marketing. That's the conversation, though, honestly. At home shows? All of it. Calling plumbers, calling electricians, your logo, uh, you know, your social media um, presence, a website. I mean, I think people are stupid to not have websites. Yeah, I've, already, I've got one up. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. e even if you don't, you're busy, you're off the hook or whatever, it's just a place where they can go. Now, all of a sudden, even if you're a drywaller and you, you're plenty busy and you want to market Fresco Harmony, boom, you start throwing photos up on your website. Mm -hmm. Done. You know, and if you're good, we'll give you a certified applicator status. You know, if you do five, five jobs or whatever, I'll give you the stamp of approval. You can use my website, um, you know, to sell it. I'm always happy to help people sell it however they need to. Um, yeah. Sweet. And then you're on Instagram, Facebook, all of those platforms. How are you doing there? Okay. No, I'm not. That's on all right. Any of those. Um, yeah. Why? Why? Uh, kind of what you were saying uh, earlier with uh, the um, all these different plastering techniques or, or finishing techniques, you know, all of them require their own little rabbit hole of, uh, yeah. doom. you know, so going down this rabbit hole, you know, you've got to learn um, all the little things for Instagram uh, and then all the little things for Facebook. So I think if I'm going to take any steps, it would probably be Facebook to start and then, okay. You know, for pictures specifically, I might do Instagram, but it would probably all be under my business name. I I don't want a personal one. Not really. I think you have to have a personal one and then from your personal one, you start a business page. But my advice would be just, just do your name. You, all they're going to request is your name and email. You could have your phone number. I don't even put like, I'm married. I don't put... You don't have to put your married, how many kids, like your favorite color, like none of that stuff. Just have your name, generic, generic uh, page. Um, and you can post pictures of your family or whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a good way for me to keep in touch with my family. And I don't care what, you know, I, I'm marketing a product too. So I need to be out there on social media. Um, but then when you start your uh, business page, then that's a great venue for uh, people to actually go look at your work as well. Facebook's great um, because of the groups. Now with the groups, you can go to there. There's the drywall mentors page. 
and that is a uh, it's like a new person friendly page where you can ask square footage prices. If you're jumping out and you're kind of a newbie, you can ask questions without these guys like really ripping on you, ripping yeah. ripping into you. And they will on some of the other platforms, but there's other great uh, pages such as Drywall Junkies is great. They're they're hardcore, but it's a great page. There's also uh, Drywall Magazine, Drywall Hand Finishers and drywallers worldwide those are all ones that i've you know frequented and they're great pages is there any other questions on your list that uh were unique that we didn't cover uh well kind of related to that Mm -hmm. um like associations for drywall associations yeah i heard you mention some of them yeah Uh, awci is that right? That is a national a group, Association of Walls and Ceilings, Ceilings. Industry. I think okay. that's what it is. And so uh, uh, that's like a national group that is more industry professional oriented. In your area, a really good move would be to, and this is also if you wanted bigger jobs, if you wanted to tackle like finishing a house. Like, cause you could throw your hat in the ring for that. Now all of a sudden you start playing with the tools and stuff. That's a lot of fun, a lot more yeah. work, but you can make more cheddar and you're at one job longer. Like yeah. it's your man, Cam, he's blowing out whole houses. He's even hanging them and stuff. Can-Am tools is throwing tools at him. You know, he knows how to run the tools for that type of, for that type of direction, you would probably want to get with somebody and learn you know, get with somebody in the Fort Worth area and hang out with a drywall company for a few months and learn the tools and be like, Hey, I'm doing patches. I know my way around a pan and knife. Um, I want to work with you for X amount of time and learn. And maybe, you know, in the future I could sub for you or whatever. Um, but the home builders association in your area, Fort Worth home builders association is going to get you connected with, builders and remodelers in your area and also fantastic place to market fresco harmony home builders are always looking for specialty wall finishes that are affordable and easy to work with and that's how i it took me eight years so i wish somebody would have given me that pearl of wisdom you know when i started out i don't know why it took me that long we were actually up for award Fresco Harmony was up for an award for most innovative product with the Home Builders Association. And the builder, we had done a whole house or whatever. And the builder was like, Yeah, you should become a member. You're getting an award. I'm like, like, Okay, whatever. A little late for this. Thanks, pal. Yeah. And then I became a member. And now we were just featured in, uh, you know, I met Sun Mountain Construction. Uh, There's posts. You know, we were featured in Sukasa magazine in the feature home. His drywaller, Elite Drywall, has done like several homes for that builder and other builders in Fresco Harmony. Nice. Um, you know, and we've sold them all the products. So that's awesome. Uh, that was all due to the Home Builders Association. I've made money doing projects for builders specifically through the Home Builders Association. Nice. So that that association alone would be 
There's networking. Uh, there's a networking association here called One Million Cups where you can go and give a presentation about your business. I think there's probably a One Million Cups affiliation in Fort Worth. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. And you could actually go and give a presentation with other entrepreneurs about your business and get feedback from other entrepreneurs in your area. Fantastic networking though, fantastic place to network. And now you have all these people. Realtors would be another big one um, because houses are going on the market. They need a fireplace or an accent wall. And um, they've always patches, dude. You know, somebody moves out, house needs it. You know, the guy's pissed off at his wife. He goes through and punches 20 holes in the wall. You got Kyle's like all over the place punching holes. You know, they need door handles. It doesn't have to be an angry husband. It could be an angry wife too. Yeah. You never know. No, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I it, thought about realtors. Um, yeah, just have, realtors are great and they know everybody building a, a work portfolio, um, you know, associations, the home builders, yeah. association, networking with realtors, that portfolio, it's that portfolio will come as you get jobs. You know, the main thing yeah. is to fi find the jobs, right, find the jobs, get yeah. the jobs. You'll develop a reputation. Right. That's your portfolio. I always thought I needed this, like book that I could show people, look at all these jobs I've done. The reality is what sells Fresco is 21 by 16 inch sample boards and that color chart and me I'm like, dude, check this out. We can go over your existing painted textured wall in three steps. It's 250, three bucks, 350 a square foot. You know, this room, you, we could finish it for 2000 bucks. You're going to be paying maybe you know, 1200 more than painting and it's going to look amazing. Having confidence in yourself and selling it and believing it. I don't just tell people, I think their home's going to look amazing to sell the product. I truly feel like I, I won't live in a house that doesn't have Fresco Harmony. It's like, I feel strongly about it. Like the environment in which we surround ourselves is really important to our well-being. And people are content to fucking throw shitty ass texture and paint on the wall. It blows my mind. Yeah. No, you I know, you. nobody's going to, nobody's content with l laminate countertops anymore. They got to have granite, you know, Not well, why are, rooms. why are walls any different? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, you have, you have a, you have a, you have a million dollar home with shitty texture yeah. and paint. I know. And they'll have yeah. it, they'll have a ten thousand dollar front door, right? That's what I'm talking about. It's a paradigm shift, you no, know. Yeah, you're right. It is. Walls consume eighty five percent of the visual space in your home, and these are all things I had to learn. Like these are all sales gems, you know. When I go in, right. I'm like, why wouldn't you do Fresco Harmony? You already pay, you're going to pay for paint, you know. Right. We just did a right. huge a huge job where they were. You know, it was they they had already gotten a bid to smooth out all the walls level five and paint. And Fresco Harmony, I made money on that job. I made good money. Fresco Harmony came in two thousand dollars under that bid. Hmm. Yeah, no. -brainer. They were happy. They were. It's no brainer. They were happy as hell to find me. Yeah. 
no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I actually, so it's it's funny. I've actually yeah. already tried to sell Fresco Harmony uh, a little bit. They were the same contractor that I was working for. Okay. Another, he's got a even bigger job coming up. Okay. Um, it's a, a huge add-on and remodel upstairs. Okay. And um, down uh, downstairs, they're doing some more remodeling. And the existing texture is is a, a hand trowel okay. uh, kind of texture. And when I, I pitched it to him, I said, you know, it's, it's going to come in cheaper than, um, you know, finishing with this is going to come in cheaper than finishing and painting. Okay. Um, and um, I told her the name and she, she said, I'll have to have to think about that. I told him it was colored uh, so that there is no need for paint. Uh, but they had a question and I did want to that's where this that's where the if you busted out a sample and been like this is what it looks like right. and they that's, can touch that's it that's the only thing I didn't have key that, key yeah. no it's it's so true <clears throat> and I'm happy too to send you a sample pack if I haven't already like yeah, I'll send yeah. I'll send you the link and you just fill out your, like your information where to send it and and that's available too to anybody listening. If you haven't tried Fresco Harmony, we'll send you a free color pack. It's Merriman Beige. You get a color chart, color pack, and a little uh, half half pint of sealer to do like 50 square feet. So you can make a sample and try it out. Yeah. So the question they had, I, I told them it was the two layers of colored mud. Mm -hmm. um, so it requires a lot less finishing on the front end because you're doing the two layers uh, the two skim coats and then you're finishing it with, uh, the, uh, it's still acrylic, right? Uh, an acrylic. Seed. Yeah. It's a clear acrylic water-based. So it's very green. Although we haven't had it green tested, the, the colors are water-based and the sealer is water-based. And then the, the mud is just gypsum, you know, joint compound. Right. So I told him it was sealed, uh, with the, the acrylic water-based acrylic uh, yeah. sealer. But they had the question, um, if at some point later on down the line, they wanted to paint over it, can you yeah. just paint over that? Yeah, it's the most common question. And of course you can. Okay. Okay. But here's my my standard answer is you won't want to. You'll want to have Jonathan come back and re-skim it, which you can do too. So many times we'll go back to existing jobs that are like 7, 10, 15 years old. We'll re-skim walls that we've already done in Fresco Harmony. So I've been doing it 18 years now. So, you know, I've got jobs that are old, old that get beat up and we go and, you know, fix them so up. How, yeah. So I, um, yeah, you said one more question. This is like three. That's okay. Um, so how durable would you say Fresco Harmony is? I tell people it's comparable to like a satin paint, you know, it's not bulletproof, but, uh, it's easy enough to reskim a wall. If you have to lighter colors patch better than darker colors. Patching's a bitch, no matter what, if you're doing a multicolored surface. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, I have a seven year old. We did fresco harmony throughout our house. We have a dog. The walls are beat to hell regardless of you know their walls are going to get beat up regardless of you know the damage that they've you know that they've you know and there's probably some skimming that i need to do you know that i could do i haven't done yet i'm not worried about it regardless of all that 
I would way rather have this finish in a home than texture and paint. Like it's, a, you know, and even if it's plaster, it's going to get beat to hell. Get the next plaster restaurant you're in, check out the walls. They're beat up, you know, yeah. it's like they get beat up. And what are you going to do then? You got expensive, yeah. you got expensive, exactly. durable plaster. That's all beat up. Well, how do you fix that shit? You can't, it's a nightmare. You know, at least with this, I could skim over it in the same color and then seal it, you know? Right. No, that's all. So those are, those are just standard answers that I've, mm -hmm. you know, I have to field all the time. Right. Jonathan, Jonathan Dansby, the great Jonathan Dansby of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, tell me your business, DDS, Dansby Drywall Services. Solutions. Dansby's Solution. Drywall Solutions. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. I had thought about services, but I like the the you know the idea of me offering a solution. Um, kind of going to this basic um problem solution storyboard kind of idea. Yeah. You have a problem, I have a solution. Oh, it happens to be in drywall. I have drywall solutions. Yeah. Um, well, my so favorite sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. Go ahead. My favorite part of the show, your pearl of wisdom, uh, especially from a theo theologian like yourself, um, it's got to be it's got to be deep, deep and rich, buddy. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think um, you know a couple things for me are really important. Um, yeah, you know, be professional, um, do good work, uh, clean your tools. I uh, love it. Oh yeah. I, I'm, um, people give me a hard time for, for how clean I keep my tools. Okay. Um, but you know, if you keep your tools clean, you can do good work. And if you do good work, you make good money. Um, yeah. So I, I, I have a couple of things. I have a couple of things about that, that clean tool thing. Not everybody, people can do good work and have really messy tools. I've seen it. Um, so, but I used to feel the same way. I'm a clean tool guy. I like to, I, I think it's, uh, I think it translates to the quality of the work and then just learning how to work and keep your tools clean yeah. from an artistic standpoint. I think it's important, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. That's a good one. Clean tools. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you so thank you so much for being on the Drywall podcast today. Um Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. This this was fun. And I hope you yeah, and I hope you learned a bunch and it's, you know, it's so cool to connect with uh with you guys and especially, you know, somebody sort of branching into this drywall world. It's cool to get your perspective. And also, if you're out there listening and you have advice for Jonathan, that you would like to get to him, you can email me at info at frescoharmony.com or you could probably get in touch with Jonathan. What's a good way that they could get a hold of you directly? Uh, you can just send one to my business email, uh, which is jonathan at dansbysdrywallsolutions.com. Uh, Excellent. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. There's a bunch of different ways to spell Jonathan. Yeah, there is. I noted that. Right, yeah. J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N at Dansby's Drywall Solutions. And Dansby's is D-A-N-S 
B Y uh, with an S. With an S. Yeah, Dansby's uh, Drywall Solutions. So if you just do Dansby Drywall Solutions, you will not find me. It yep. has to be Dansby's with a, a S after Dansby. Oh, I tell you what, that DDS would sure shorten up your email quite a bit. It would, but I already got the domain. <laughs> so uh, awesome talking to I'll you, Jonathan. Probably do some logos with it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we will follow your, uh, we'll follow your path and, uh, keep in touch. Um, I will. I will. I'll, I'll send you a link for touch. that sample pack and we'll go from yeah. there, man. Yeah. Hope to come down to Albuquerque and meet the crew. Yeah. Great. Anytime, anytime we're, we're ripping busy right now. You come down and work for a week. I'll put you to work. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll, Thanks. uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, man. Have a good day. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. Special thanks to Jonathan Dansby for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I look forward to seeing you flourish in this beautiful industry we call Drywall. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to every Friday with a new episode on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. Tune in next week when we have Daniel Atkinson from Bracknell, England, our second English guest to be on the Drywall Podcast. Special thanks to Tech Dry Tool for sponsoring the month of May on the Drywall Podcast. Tech Dry Tools is USA designed, manufactured, and assembled in Omaha, Nebraska. Their lock design allows you to choose from three different size blades that fit right into your pocket. The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a sweet swag bucket from our friends over at CSR. You can find just about everything you need at csrbuilding.com. Thank you so much for joining the Drywall Podcast today. I really appreciate it. And remember, keep drywalling.